0: The exemplary family of Prophet Ibrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. He was a salatu, a salam, a la Ibadi, and a Safa. And my bad, who fell to be rajimi, rahmanir rahim. ربنا إني أسكنت من ذريتي بواد غير ذي زرع عند بيتك المحرم ربنا ربنا ليقيموا الصلاة فاجعل أفئدة من الناس تهوي إليهم وارزقهم من الثمرات لعلهم يشكرون (coughs) most <coughs> respected, no Amma Mahikiram, Sadhus and Elders. Once the moon of Shawwal is sighted, the first of Shawwal comes in. So the month of Ramadan terminates, and the month of Shawal, though our mind would only be occupied with Eid when we hear about Shawwal but it is also the commencement of the very great ibadat of Hajj the days of Hajj commence and the mind and heart is focused towards the very great ibadat of Hajj law of Islam and such an important injunction that Rasulullah says that the person who Hajj has become compulsory upon him and he did not perform the Hajj and passed away then he, if he wishes he may pass away he may leave this dunya as a Yahudi if he wishes as a Nasrani as if to say that his iman itself is in Christian this is how important this injunction of Hajj is So, in any case when we speak about Hajj and the many aspects of Hajj. then it brings to mind the entire incident of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu and his family. There are so many things that are reminders among the a'mal of Hajj. Which are all linked to the Mubarak personality of Ibrahim alayhi salatu as well as his family. The family of Ibrahim alayhi salam together with him. This is such a noble family. The nobility of this family can be understood very, very easily from something that we do daily. And not once, not twice, repeatedly. We perform salah every day, mashallah. Allah ta'ala give us the tafik of performing our five times salah with jama'ah. And together with the farz, that we perform all the sunnah as well. And try to perform some nawafil as well. So, in any case, we perform Salah daily and five times daily, and together with the fard is all the sunnah as well. And in every Salah, at the end of the Salah, when we are sitting in the Qa'da, then after the reciting of at then comes the durud And in every Salah, at the end of the Salah, we complete it by first reciting the the Ibrahim the very durud has been named with ibrahim Islam's name and this has been termed as the most virtuous durud the salawat that we have to keep sending upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the very great virtues that have been mentioned for sending salawat and Duru sharif reciting Duru sharif upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says man alayhi wahidatan sallallahu alayhi the one who sends one durood upon me. Allah sends ten blessings upon him. So the blessings, we are invoking one durood upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi We are the ones getting more blessed. So in any case, the virtues of durood sharif are tremendous. And we should be reciting especially on the day of Jumu'ah. Increasing the recitation of durood sharif. Rasulullah Sallallahu says, The one who will be closest to me on the day of Qiyamah will be the one who recites the most durood upon me. And among that is mentioned the day of Friday. So We should be increasing Guru Sharif on Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi on the Mubarak Day of Jumu'ah. But in any case, this lesson, that on the day, of, in every Salah, at the end of the Salah, we terminate the Salah by the recitation of Durood, And which Durood Durud Ibrahim. When the Ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed, Allah Ta'ala commanded the believers... Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allah ta'ala also sends blessings upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the malaika do this as well the believers are now commanded you also send salutations and blessings upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the sahaba inquired qad alimna kayfa nusallimu alayk we have learned how to send salam upon you because you have taught us this already the salam that is recited in the tashahud At-tahiyyatu lillahi wa salawatu wa tayyibat As-salamu alayka ayyuhal Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh So the salam we have learned We recited in the tashahud as well How to extend salam to you But the salah, Sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslimah Two separate aspects are mentioned Salat and salam So now the salam we have learned What is this salah? How do we do this? So on this occasion, when they inquired upon the revelation of this ayat of the Qur'an on that occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu taught them how to fulfill this command of Allah ta'ala by teaching them Durud-e-Ibrahim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadi wa ala ali muhammad kama salli'ta ala Ibrahim, wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamidun majin, Allahumma barik ala Muhammadi wa ala ali muhammad kama barik ta ala Ibrahim. وَعَلَىٰ آلِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ إِنَّكَ حَمِيدٌ مَّجِيدٌ Abhi Salasim taught them إِبْرَاهِيمِ Now in دُرُودِ Ibrahim, which we recite every day at the end of every salah whether it is farz whether it is sunnat whether it is Nafil, we recite it. So now this dua is telling us something very very pertinent apart from the blessings that we will get by reciting this Durur Sharif in this Durud there is a family being mentioned we started off by discussing that this entire time of Hajj, it reminds us about Ibrahim والسلام, and his family. There are so many things that are the a'mal of Hajj, that are part of the aspects of Hajj, which are a direct reminder about Ibrahim والسلام, and his family. And now, in every salah we complete with the recitation of Dhurud Ibrahim, we are reminded about the family, how noble the family is. That we are now asking Allah, Allahumma salli Ala Muhammad wa ala ali muhammad Allah, you send blessings upon muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the family of muhammad sallallahu alaihi coupled with this kama sallayta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim Allah, just as you had sent down blessings upon ibrahim alaihi and the family of ibrahim alaihi Allah, in the same manner you send down your salutations and then barakat you send down your barakat and blessings upon them Subhanallah in every salah we are invoking blessings upon even the family of Ibrahim alayhi salam, together with the family of Rasulullah. So this is a very, very great point to take in this, that this family was no ordinary family. And Rasulullah himself taught this Duru Sharif. Now what is the lesson that we have to take from this family? Ibrahim obviously is the personality and to him is linked this family there is so much for us to learn from this. To start off with, it is the personality of Ibrahim Al that moulded this family. And the thing that is extremely important in the head of the family is what is his mindset? What is his heart? What is his direction? Because that is what will impact on everybody. Ibrahim is the head of this household. And what is the mindset, what is the heart, what are the aspirations of this great personality of Ibrahim A.S. So we can understand some part of this, get a good glimpse of this, from an ayat of the Quran Sharif, which Allah Ta'ala mentions the dua of Ibrahim A.S., and the dua at which time, in a very, very critical time. In a critical time meaning, when Allah commanded Ibrahim a.s. go and leave your wife and this infant child, little baby, go and leave them in this valley. That valley at that time, there was nobody living there. The valley of Makkah Mukarramah, go and leave them there, where there is nobody presently living. There is nothing there, there is no means of survival, but you go and leave them there. So, Ibrahim salaam did as ordered. Because the command of Allah Ta'ala is supreme. It's not what our logic makes us think. That, But what's the logic in this? No question about any logic. Allah's command, that has to be fulfilled. So he goes ahead and he leaves them there where the Kaaba Sharif foundations were still there, but which were destroyed in the time of the flood of Nuh But it was not visible. Now, he had no idea what's here and he comes as ordered and leaves his wife and child there there was yet no water there zamzam came as a result of this family and now he leaves them there and now he leaves he leaves them there and turns to go back and his wife even asks him are you leaving us here alone there's nothing for us and when she he doesn't reply first time second time because that was a command of allah you don't say anything then she changes the question, is this Allah ta'ala's command to indicate yes, well then you may go, Allah will not allow us to perish, so in any case he leaves and now when he's out of sight, he turns to Allah ta'ala in dua, now we are talking about a mindset, what is the aspiration of the heart, what is the greatest concern, and now in what a, what a time, one is a person, mashallah his family is at home, he came to the masjid, And now in the Masjid, he's sitting and he's making dua. So he'll make dua for everything, all good for them. He'll make dua for their deen also. He'll make dua for their dunya as well. Because everything is, mashallah, safe sound. But if somebody is suddenly faced with a situation, his family is in a real predicament. And now, it's a life and death situation sometimes. What will be the dua at the top of his mind, uppermost on his heart, what will be the dua that will be flowing from his tongue all the time? The dua for the safety of their lives. The dua for the safety of their, their, their protection in general. Ibrahim is leaving his wife and child. He has no idea how they're going to survive. And now he's turned away. He's turned away and he's making dua. He's out of sight from them. رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ غَيْرِ ذَرْعٍ عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ Ibrahim was apparently aware that this Kaaba Sharif is going to be built here. But he's now making dua to Allah wa Ta'ala. Ya Allah, I have left my family, this family now that we invoke blessings upon in every salah. Ya Allah, I have left my wife and child in this valley which has nothing growing here, completely bare. Thought that there was some vegetation, some trees growing here, something going to give them shade, something that's going to give them some fruit some food is growing out of the ground, completely bare. zarain In the Baithika al-Muharram, by your sacred house, which was built by Adam alayhi first, and then was destroyed in the floods of Noah alayhi There's many details about it. But then eventually it was built by Ibrahim and his son, Ismail But now he sees, Allah, I left them here by the sacred house. Nothing was visible at that time. Why I did this? He's talking to Allah Taala. Rabbana liyqimus salah. Allah, my greatest concern is they must establish salah in their lives. There is no idea how they're going to survive because there's no provisions there. There's no water. There's no food growing here. Whatever little they brought will get exhausted very soon. And he's been ordered to leave. How are they going to survive? Allah, you'll make them survive. Because everything is in your control. And when it's on your order, then there's nothing to fear. When your order is being fulfilled, then every reliance is on you alone, and you will take care. So he turned to Allah, wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, my concern is, لِيُقِيمُ salah. They must establish salah in their lives. Because if they have salah in their lives, then your help will come to them. وَاسْتَعِينُ بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ Allah has given us this command in the Quran Sharif. Seek help. You need help for whatever you need help. You need help for some financial matter. You need help for some social problem. You need help for some domestic issue. You need help for some health problem. Whatever you need help from, Allah is giving us the prescription. Seek help. Be somebody, was salah. With patience. And turn to salah. The primary thing is the five daily salah obviously. Which is for there's no compromise on that over and above that this is now turn to Allah Taala more in salah now now you turn to Allah Taala together with the farays now you make salatul haja as well the salah of need which Rasulullah taught in the hadith sharif a person who performs the salah wudu properly a perfect wudu and then he performs two rakat salah and he doesn't engage his heart in any other thoughts in that time and a properly performs salah and then he makes dua to Allah wa ta'ala yeah, there's a specific du'a that Nabi Salaam taught as well. It's no time to go into the details of that du'a. And thereafter ask his need, Allah will grant his need. Now this is above the faraiz, over and above the five daily salah. was Ibrahim, salat was is expressing the same message. Ya Allah, my concern is for my family, that how they're going to survive. But my concern is how they must get salah in their lives, because this will take care of them. If they have connected themselves to you, then they will be safe. رَبَّنَا And then, he will now need some company, they will be alone in this valley, bay, nobody here. İnsan is insan, he wants some kind of, some, some people around, i̇nsan, people, a person can't live as an island on himself, he wants a community. Fajal مِّنَ النَّاسِ تَهُوِي Allah, you incline the hearts of people towards them, make the hearts of people yearn for them. And Allah made it such that people now came and they settled there because they saw water around and they asked for permission. And Allah made this dua, the acceptance of dua, such that Ibrahim Allah placed the love for himself and his family in the hearts of the people of the world. Though some mainly claim to have. Some allegiance to him, that claim is just merely lip service, and some have the reality of that allegiance to him. The people who in reality have that allegiance of the Mu'minin, who truly follow Rasulullah, who taught who is Ibrahim alayhua but in principle he is loved by every community, whether it is the Jews, whether it is the Christians, and obviously the true lovers of Ibrahim وسلم, are the Mu'minin, the believers. But Allah Allah accepted this du'a in such a way. And Now people were attracted to come and be with them and stay alongside. And gradually this community of Makkah Mukarram, started developing. And then he makes du'a. yashkurun. Allah grant them the fruits. Now this place is bare. There's nothing growing here. And now he's making du'a for samarat. Samarat literally translated means fruit. But it's not confined to what fruit we understand as fruit that is eaten. Fruit here is in a very broad context. Whatever is their requirement. And fruit, Samarat, in an even broader context, the greater requirement is a person's spiritual nourishment. So his spiritual nourishment and his needs of dunya as well. So now he started off with Salah, Then they need some company, they need some security by means of people around. Then he brought that along. Then they have some, they insan, they have a stomach also. They also have concerns. Ya Allah, you take care of their physical needs as well. And then again finishing off, Ya Allah, bless them with all this so that they may become truly grateful to you. Starting off with salah and the reality of gratitude is total loyalty and allegiance to Allah Ta'ala. Complete obedience to Allah Ta'ala is the reality of shukr. If a person is expressing shukr verbally, but he is doing the opposite in terms of his actions, he is disobeying Allah Ta'ala, then that verbal shukr is just lip service. The reality is ingratitude then, what a the person is involved in. The reality of gratitude is allegiance and loyalty to Allah Ta'ala. Together with the verbal shukr that is necessary as well. And I started off with the aspect of the greatest fundamental of deen, salah. And finished off also on the matter of allegiance and loyalty to Allah. Ta'ala. And in between, in between was the little mention about their dunya as well. Allah, you take care of their dunya as well. So this is this family built on this foundation. The foundation that this family was built on that the greatest concern, the first and last concern is Deen. Starts off with Deen and finishes off with Deen. And in between some way the dunya gets taken care of as well. But the first and last concern is Deen. Now this is the foundation on which this family was built. And built to such a point that we have been commanded by Rasulullah ﷺ. He's been, he taught us that it is sunnah at the end of every salah you recite this Durud, Durud-e-ibrahim. And in this Durud-e-ibrahim, together with invoking blessings upon Rasulullah ﷺ and his family, we are taught to invoke this blessing upon Ibrahim ﷺ and his family as well. This is how great this family is. But now this family was built on this foundation. The foundation of connection to Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala. The foundation of allegiance to Allah, ta'ala. Nevertheless, to take it further, Another extremely important aspect in the building of a family, now this is what our whole discussion is about, this is a family that has been presented to us as an example. So how was this family built? Just as the father, Ibrahim Alayhi salam, had this heart that was totally connected to Allah, Tabbaraq wa ta'ala, that was the similar aspiration of the mother as well, of Ismail the wife of Ibrahim Alayhi Salaam, Dhajar, this was her aspiration as well. And this was her heart as well. Where we can gauge this from, the details we won't find mentioned somewhere, because it's not recorded, what happened in that interim period. But, she gave such an upbringing to this child of hers, Ismail, in the absence of the father, because he was commanded to go away. That after some good time, When Ibrahim returns, and this child has grown to an age where he can be of help to the father, and now he's suddenly being confronted with this situation, that I have been commanded, the father is speaking to him, I have been commanded, he's expressing a dream, Allah has commanded me in a dream to slaughter you. What is this child's response? It was the upbringing of the mother. It was upbringing of the mother that had instilled such a heart in the child that his immediate response is Ya abatif al ma tu satajiduni My father, what Allah has commanded you, go ahead, and I will cooperate fully in this. You will find me patient. I'm not going to make it difficult. I'm not going to try to run away. I'm not going to make a hue and cry about it. I will be part of the sacrifice. This. Terbiya that took place was because that mother was also on the same page. Sometimes, forget being on the same page in a different book. Somebody is in one book and somebody is in Allah knows best where. Somebody is in the Quran and Hadith and somebody is somewhere on Allah knows which book, whose book. So both parents have to be on the same page let alone in the same book. Then you'll get that same direction for everybody. And then you'll get that same aspiration coming in the child. So now this was that joint effort that was made by both parents. I started off with the fam- with Ibrahim A.S., nevertheless. This was his nurturing and this was his guidance. But that guidance brought about that kind of heart in that mother as well, that in the absence of the father, she brought up this child in such a way that this child who was connected to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. And when he was faced with this situation, there was no ifs and buts. There weren't any questions. What did I do? What wrong did I do? Why should I be subjected to this? What is my fault? Tell me the logic in this. No questions, no ifs and buts. If Allah Taala commanded this, this must happen. Then another aspect is, a very important aspect we learn from this family and they learn from the example of Sayyidina Ibrahim, the family is being presented to us as an example. And we've been asked to invoke blessings upon them every day, every salah. One very important lesson we learned from Ibrahim, when he was now given this command of Allah, go and slaughter your son. This was a command, it was in a dream, but it was a command of Allah, So now this was to be done, come what may. There was no question about not doing it. But what did he do first? He comes to his son and he presents the situation to him. (inaudible) He presented the matter to him in a manner of consulting him. It was not really consulting him; it was to gauge where he stands now, how how deep waters he's in. Accordingly, the matter will have to be dealt with. Because this has to happen, come what may. But now depending what is his mindset, how deep water is in, now we're going to have to deal with it. But what did he do? He engaged him. He didn't just come and dish out one instruction. Tomorrow morning, we're going, you're going to be slaughtered. He didn't just come and dish out some instruction. He engaged him. He made him part of the discussion. He's making his mind ready for it and he's preparing his heart for this great sacrifice but mashallah this child was already built but Ibrahim didn't just go to the one way into the depth of it he used tact and wisdom this has to happen, come what may it's going to happen I'm going to take the knife and do what Allah commanded but now let's just see what's the situation on the other side and accordingly we'll have to make it happen so now when he had to undergo, undertake this task, she first prepared the heart of the child. And mashallah, the heart was ready. But the lesson, the lesson, we don't just go about dishing out instructions. We have to engage our children, make their minds, bring them onto the same page as well. Teach them with love and affection, bring about that environment of taleem in the home, that they are also hearing about the fadail and virtues. Now we want to bring them onto salah, but they are hearing about the virtues of Salah. That consciousness comes in their heart. That importance of Salah builds up in their heart. That yearning for Salah comes... Then there is no need for any instruction anymore. We want those children also to develop that good akhlaat. Now we are reading the Mubarak Seerah of Rasulullah Sallallahu We are reading about his Mubarak Sunnah. We are engaging them in this, this engagement. Just sometimes some lightheartedness with that child. Some talk that brings that bond. And then in this engagement... Also knowing what they're picking up here, there and everywhere. This then has to now nip something in the body, something wrong has now started taking root. Now this engagement is extremely necessary and extremely important. But this was Ibrahim, and be Now he's engaging. Nevertheless, there's so many other aspects. The time has already run out. The lesson that we get is that we have to build a family. It is not everybody doing their own things father comes in his own time, does his own thing the mother is doing her own things. the children are doing their own things, because when everything just is everybody doing their own things, it's just an association of convenience people are living under the same roof out of a kind of convenience but everybody is doing their own thing then this whole family structure when it collapses then the whole community collapses then you just get individuals of no values Because the values start off with the values of a family. A society that has values starts off with individuals who are part of a family that has values. Because that's where values get built. In a strong family. Because everything else will help. But it doesn't get built outside. It really gets built inside. What they are taught in Madrasa. What they are taught elsewhere. What they might learn in some talk somewhere. All that will enhance it, will build on it, inshallah. But the actual place where that family is built is at home. That's what we have to build. This is what we are being taught here. That there was a family, there was an entire structure.